All right. Good morning, everybody. With me today is Scott Rarden. I should have made sure I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Rarden? Right on. Yep. You're All good. Right. Strategic Partnership Manager with Willful. And uh, Willful is a company that, well, I'm going to let Scott open with the history, the origins of the company, and, and that sort of rolls into the mission thereof. So Willful. Yeah, What's absolutely. The elevator pitch. Yeah, absolutely. So Willful is an online will and power of attorney company here in Canada. We've been around for five years and really started by our co-founders, Kevin and Aaron. And really, it was inspired by family tragedy. If you think of your news feed or the broadcast news, how often does it come up about a terrible accident or an unexpected death of someone? Things like that happen every single day in our country. And from those types of accidents, kind of those tough questions like cremation or burial, and you don't really want to make the wrong choice for your family members. And that's exactly what happened with Kevin and Aaron. They are, uh, Kevin's uncle passed away, and they didn't even know if he wanted to be cremated or buried. And it just kind of tore their, tore their family apart slightly. They were arguing and bickering about whether, like, what those tough choices. And if he'd put those plans in place kind of before he'd passed away, it would have helped them all out tremendously. And that really caused Aaron and Kevin to look out into the ecosystem of kind of end of life, what's out there, how can like, was there something that my uncle, their uncle could have used, there didn't exist. So they went out and created the, the willful platform. And they're both millennials. So they use Airbnb, Uber, kind of all those different tech platforms that have come up over the last 10 years, and thought that there was a better way of helping Canadians create a will. And that's what we do today. And really, uh, thanks for having me. Awesome intro. So, so basically, the, the mission is to make wills simple. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, in theory, I could pick my phone up and create a will. Yeah, you could go in under 15 minutes, create a will that's really perfectly suited for about 80% of Canadians. So, I think that's probably the first thing to touch on because, of course, um, most of my audience by this point is, is aware that I'm a little passionate about being inked, uh, being incorporated. Very, very important. And uh, yesterday's guest, we spent a whole hour talking about you know how to process your taxes, and, and and we only really scratched the surface of some of the advantages thereof. But if if a client is incorporated, is there a wrinkle there? Does that is that does that in the twenty percent? Yeah, great question. So small business owners can absolutely be. Uh leverage willful. It's really a matter of if they're professionals that are kind of surrounding them, their accountant, their lawyer are saying from a tax efficiency perspective, they should go out, maybe create a corporate will. That's when willful wouldn't be a good fit. It's really a matter of tax efficiency for, and there's other idiosyncrasies. I'm not an estate lawyer. I should give that disclaimer right now. Uh, so I'm not giving folks advice per se, but there's really every single person's circumstances differ. If, if they're not kind of that cookie cutter, they should really consult that advice. But there are lots of small business owners who've leveraged Willful uh, to create a, a will. And they also know that Canadians will outgrow us eventually. People might be a good fit today and 10 years, 15 years down the line, their lives changed. They might have changed their will with Willful five, three, five times. And then now that they've uh, their assets have grown to the point where it makes sense for their family to create a corporate will that's when they might be a better fit not to use Willful. And so to be clear uh, for the audience, I think what we're really talking about is when the corporation is actually holding assets. So if you've got a hold co that owns multiple uh, real estate assets or investment assets, uh, or there's a significant you know, diversity beyond just some cash in the bank or a significant amount of cash in the bank. But for a, 
sole proprietor who's incorporated themselves, but the bulk of their income is flowing through the corp and they, you know, they're, they're building up a nest egg, but they haven't really acquired any significant assets. This is still an, an more than adequate solution. And, and, and I think really the key is something is better than nothing when it comes to wills, right? I mean, the cremation burial debate. Okay, yeah. so, so you had a complex corporate structure and you didn't get the will done that would address all that. At least they know whether you put you in the ground or sprinkle you on top of it, uh, right? And, yeah. uh, and I think another uh, thing that just came up as well as, as we're chatting, I warned you about this. Uh, for those of you who have done a will, uh, maybe 25 years ago, you did a will. But in that 25 years, you've maybe acquired some different assets or you've perhaps gone through a divorce, maybe even remarried. Uh, there's a number of different life changes that actually nullify the existing will. So after a separation agreement is put in place, the will previous to that is easily challenged and technically no longer really has any standing. So it isn't a set it and forget it. It isn't a do it one time and, and you're done. Uh, what would you say is a reasonable timeline for, for people to revisit their will? Yeah, at Willful, we always we actually send out every single one of our users an email once a year reminding them to up, to review their will. Updating probably every three to five years makes the most sense. Uh, but there's there's all sorts of life moments that kind of we specifically market around, whether it's getting married, having a child, buying substantial assets. Uh, like you don't if you buy a substantial asset, it doesn't mean you need to change your will. But if you want that asset to go to a specific person, it's the perfect time to update that will. Have people, key people listed in the will, executors, guardians might pass away. Those are, another, and we always have backups in our wills uh, for those rules, but you never know if you pick one, the husband as the primary and the wife, uh, another wife, or that, that person's wife as, uh, as the backup and they both tragically die, then you suddenly, that, that you have to go to the provincial courts to figure out who's going to act in those roles. So And I won't open this Pandora's box, Scott, but further to our preamble before we started recording, um, there could also be dynamic changes within the social relationship, uh, perhaps highlighted on their social media feeds of your executor or the people that you wanted to take care of your kids. And you may be changing your mind at this time because a lot of people's relationships are in flux in a lot of different ways, broad social relationships, family relationships. So yeah, I, I think that the fact that you guys send out an annual reminder to review, that alone is worth the price of admission. You yeah, know, absolutely. And we're always putting out new features and stuff like that. We've got a new feature coming out over the next couple weeks. Like, actually, we just released a new notification system within our platform. So people can actually reach out to their executor and let them know that they've been on that, that a like it to help facilitate the conversations around letting people know you've put them into your will in some way or another. And that's the, those are the types of things we also update our customers on so that they can start taking advantage of all those things as well. So is there room to have some fun with it? Uh, like for instance, uh, my own will specifies that my ashes will be sprinkled on the peak of Whistler. I don't really care what the laws are. The kids know what their duty is. 
And uh, I've, I've got a certain dress code that has to be met. And if the dress code is met, then you get an all expenses paid weekend at the Fairmont Chateau Whistler with a gala dinner and all the rest of it. Um, but if you show up at the door to the dinner dressed like a bum, there will be a bouncer and you'll be ejected and you're, you're out of the hotel. Everything is over and done. And uh, my, the lawyer that helped draft this was like, are you nuts? Like, what do you, you're not even going to be there. Who cares? I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So willful doesn't allow for a ton of fun to be added into the will specifically because those wishes could start getting a little crazy. There, there there's an example of uh, the great, I can't remember the exact example, but there was an, ex, there was a, a will back in the, I think 18 or 1900s where a guy essentially said the, the woman in this decade to have the most children gets all of his assets. And then there was this whole big uh, great uh, children uh, derby, I think it was called, uh, which was kind of sparked a lot of controversy over the years. So like we, we generally don't allow for custom clauses like that to be put into our will uh, just to avoid kind of protecting our, our clients ultimately. Like if, since people aren't, are, willful is ultimately do yourself to a point. Uh, we don't want people kind of adding in any type of precarious situations, even though your example makes perfect sense in your scenario, uh, but and it, go, and it could take it a little further. Yeah, and it didn't relate to the disposition of assets, right? I, yeah, so exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't too wild of a of a clause to put in there. I mean, the way I see it, death is probably going to suck, you know, because it's probably going to come at me really fast as I'm having a peak moment of of good times, and then I'm going to be like, oh shit, and 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 that's gonna that's not going to be fun. So I wanted at least the part after to be a little entertaining. And uh, yeah, I, wanted enough. Planning, I wanted the planning for it to be a little bit entertaining. So I worked around that as best as I could. So Willful is, is nationwide or no? So we operate in every province outside of PEI and Newfoundland. And the goal is over the next kind of 12 months to be in those other provinces as well. Yeah. Excellent. So PEI and Newfoundland uh, coming soon, but otherwise everywhere. And uh, the, the other thing, I know you've got some, uh, some stats. I, I, these stats were fantastic. You've got to share these stats with us. They, they get very interesting. So for people who really want to grasp just what the level of understanding out there is, uh, I mean, the first one I, I guess would be my question would be, what percent of Canadians actually have a will or have an up-to-date will? And there's probably two stats there. Yeah, for sure. So it's under 50% of Canadians have an up-to-date will. We know that 49% of Canadian homeowners don't have an up-to-date will. So there's a there's a significant number of your clients that you're working with every single day. I was chatting with a mortgage professional probably a week ago, and she was saying eight in 10 of her clients don't have a will, uh, especially as you're thinking about those new homeowners. And that's where we think at Willful, there's an opportunity to kind of partner with uh, mortgage professionals across the industry to help close the gap on the number of Canadians. That's uh, yeah, that's pretty significant. I mean, basically, yeah, half plus, and, and those are the half that admitted it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's some pretty shocking statistics out there. Like we, another one that we've been, we did a study about a year and a half ago when we were really built, starting to focus on our mortgage and homeowner partnerships and. Almost 80% of Canadians don't actually understand what happens to their home when they pass away. That's another like wild stat, which just shows us room for education kind of along the home buying journey as well as the home ownership journey. It's a great opportunity to help people understand, especially as they're aging, kind of to make sure that they're putting a plan in place for their for their 
oftentimes one of their largest assets. And that's really where the, the, the will kind of comes into place. Well, and that's that the 80% not understanding what exactly happens to their home leads into your next two stats, which are big enough numbers to really kind of blow people's minds. So, so 80% don't really know what happens, but people got a couple of theories. Yeah. One of them is 6% think that, that it goes straight to the government, which is absolutely not the case. And then the other is that 12% of Canadians actually think their mortgage passes away when they die. So they're not kind of, those stats aren't all tied together per se. Uh, but when you see, when you see significant numbers of Canadians, just not having any understanding of what happens to that asset, it shows that we can work together as an industry, uh, to, to work on educating your clients that you're chatting with every single day and hopefully help them get, uh, check, get a will off their list as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the, so the, I mean, the idea that 6% think the government's going to take their home, um, begs the question why they even became homeowners. Uh, if, if you think you're just paying for something that the government's going to take away uh, from your estate, um, that's really interesting. Now, that could be people who have no surviving relatives. Absolutely. I've, I've, I've worked with a few clients who were literally the last of the line. And without a will in place, they're like, well, I don't know. Who's, who's going to get it? Where does yeah. it go? And those are the type of people that are perfect examples of being able to leverage a will for uh, giving gifts to charity. Uh, like we see a no- significant number of our clients don't have kids, don't have surviving family members, but they like can give a gift to the Vancouver Humane Society, for example. And that th- those types of gifts can me- mean life or death for some of these Canadian charitable organizations. Well, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, you know, this this topic, clearly, given those stats you just shared, is one that is, is worthy of conversation. Um, as far as getting into the topic of a will, because it's so close to death, I mean, the majority of mortgage brokers and mortgage agents struggle mightily with the insurance conversation because it relates to death. So rather than talk about insurance, they give horrific uh, guidance or they lack guidance completely in that department. And they, they leave clients to fend for themselves. And, uh, and, and you know, we, I, I witnessed firsthand a lot of the, the fallout from weak guidance on the insurance piece, which at least pays off the house if something happens. You know, there's, there's the money part, but then there's also the bigger plan part. And we can't even get people to have the conversation about the money part. Like here's how your family has the house free and clear. If something happens to you yeah, and, and I think part of that is because it happens at the time that they're booking movers, calling the internet company, wondering if the financing is going through, still second guessing, should they buy? Is it a bubble? I don't know. Are rates going to go up? You know, what's going to happen? And no, it's not a bubble. Hard to predict the future. But there's so much pressure. And sometimes they're moving provinces. Sometimes they're in the middle of a divorce. Other times they're in the middle of a marriage. Other times they thought they were pregnant with one, but no, it's twins or triplets. And so there's all this pressure going on and then the car breaks down and then they, you know, all this other stuff happens to pile on the insurance conversation is stressful to pile on something where you kind of need to take a deep breath and make some actual decisions. Like, so these triplets that are coming along, if something were to happen to us, who is going to raise them? 
Where, like, who do we want to step in? Who is our executor going to be? Um, I had to, recently had to update my executor uh, because, well, he, my executor was in his early 80s. And I thought, okay, uh, it's looking like I just might outlive uh, my executor. I better get a younger executor uh, yep. you know, just to update that piece. So what would you suggest uh, if you get any like sort of icebreakers or ideas timeline wise, what are you seeing brokers get the most traction with who are using this product? Yeah, absolutely. And we've got a number of brokers who are really leveraging Willful to help uh, just build stronger client relationships. Ultimately, there's some key education points that they can really drive down on. The first is just helping their clients understand the type of ownership that the structure that they're doing with their home, whether it's included within their will or not. Because that's something that most Canadians just don't even understand, kind of the difference between uh, joint joint ownership with rights of survivorship or the joint with tenants in common. Like if you ask the average homeowner, probably they wouldn't really understand the difference between the two of those. And that's a really great opportunity to add a little bit of education to your clients, even just in the very beginning. You're right that most homeowners probably are not in the mindset to be able to create a will in the first uh, like as they're kind of closing on their home. And that's where we see kind of a lot of mortgage agents that are working with Willful kind of doing it at a two or three month post-close uh, follow-up to kind of build that strong, uh, sticky relationship. And ultimately, hopefully they get some more referrals and build a longer term relationship. Some well, other I, kind of, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, I mean, I yes. think that there's, 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 we're always looking for an opportunity to interact with our client. What's an excuse for me to reach out to my client again and check in with them. And yep. uh, I mean, I've, we've actually got a call poster with a whole bunch of key uh, thought starters questions. So if you're calling your client, you're calling your referral partner, whoever you're calling, here are some questions to ask. Just yep. the poster can go up on the wall so they don't draw a blank. This is a really great example of leveraging your, your database, your email list, your blog, you know, you, you write up the blog post, that's a script for a video on the topic. So you've got a video, you've got a blog post, you've got a mass email going out to your database, and you could have a, a campaign where 90 days after closing, you know, hey, so so great to get you, you know, settled into the new property. Uh, I'd really like to have a quick conversation with you and, and help guide you towards this product to make sure you get a will in place. And, and I think this is a great opportunity, uh, Scott, to mention that, this partnership uh, that we have between Willful and uh, Mortgage Architects, Mortgage Center Canada and Dominion Lending Centers Canada creates an opportunity for any of the agents or brokers under those three brands to reach out and go through this process at no charge for themselves. Yep, so they can absolutely. experience the whole thing and see what it's like, and which gives them the ability to then discuss it with their clients. Yeah, I'll, ha I'll have Ryan, my colleague who's listening in on the call he's he works with mortgage professionals every single day of that uh, monday to friday and he's the perfect person i'll have him drop his email in the chat uh it's ryan at willful.co uh he can help every single one of those uh every single person on this line if they're if they are an agent through one of those three brands uh get set up with with a willful code to understand it if if they have a will and it's been updated recently and they their kid needs one and they're their their brother, they can also reach out to Ryan. And really the goal there is to help you understand the product. And then ultimately, hopefully you can help your clients uh, get wills as well. Well, on the mortgage insurance piece, I've, I've encouraged every broker and agent, whether you actually are going to qualify for the insurance or actually, you know, go through and take it, doesn't matter. Apply for it. Go through the process. 
right? Have the, have the nurse come in, take the blood, pee in the cup, like go through that whole process so you can speak intelligently about it with your clients because some of your clients are going to want to proceed. And with willful, uh, you don't have to get stuck in the arm with a needle or pee in a cup. So that's a real win. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a little easier to test drive this one. But absolutely, again, lead by example, guys. Go through the process yourself. And heck, worst case, you come out with a will intact. And even if you have a complicated corporate structure, which uh, I encourage the, the complicated corporate structures, uh, that's okay. It's still better than nothing. You know, even if you just keep it basic, better than nothing. I think that's, yeah. like, like I said, the will is the plan. The insurance is the money to enact the plan. Yeah, for sure. And we also, someone in the chat mentioned that they they, they took advantage a couple of weeks ago of this opportunity. Also get your power of attorney documents and your health directive, et cetera, uh, which are also equally as important, even more important because th- those are the documents that get enacted while you're actually living if you're not able to communicate, et cetera. So. Well, I think that we've summed it up in a nutshell. You've got a contact for Ryan and Scott. You're pretty easy to find on on the website as well. And I dropped willful.co, W-I-L-L-F-U-L.co in the the chat. And there it is for the the, the listening audience uh, to follow up and, and get more clarity on this nice, simple turnkey solution that, like you say, for 80% of our clients is going to fill a void. They've got nothing. They've got no plan right now. And heck, a lot of you watching and listening right now, you don't have a plan. So jump on there and give it a shot yourselves. And I do want to say one last thing in closing, but we're going to we're gonna take that off the recording. So this is where I'll end with a, a, a thank you so much, Scott. I really appreciate you taking the time to share this with us. And I look forward to seeing where this partnership goes. I think it's going to be going to be really interesting to see if we can move the needle. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so that's where the recording's going to end. What, what I wanted to say, and I, I, I was worried about tripping over my words, and that's why I don't want it in the recording. Scott, you mentioned the origin of this partnership between the DLC group of companies and Willful. Um, take me through that again. How did that, how did that come about? Yeah, for sure. It, the entire partnership really spun from an introduction from Jake Abrahamowitz, who had tragically passed away back in the fall. Uh, he reached out asking uh, to buy some codes for his clients. He wanted to make sure that all of his clients uh, at the closing period uh, were ultimately protected. He bought 50 wills from us to offer them out and really spurred the idea at Willful that we could be working with mortgage professionals then he took it right up the food chain to Rich Spence and a few other folks. Uh, and then about a year later, here we are having these conversations and working with all these mortgage professionals. Well, that was Jake in a nutshell. And this audience is very familiar uh, with Jake. We, we, we've had him on a few times. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was an organized guy who led by example. He had all his ducks in a row and uh, he wanted to ensure not only that all of his clients also had their ducks in a row, but that each of you guys had your own ducks in a row and the opportunity to help your clients get their ducks in a row. And that that really was Jake. And I recently did a presentation and I had a little sort of four slide segment in it. And it was basically, in a nutshell, if you're a healthy, able-bodied individual 
and you check out suddenly and um, your surviving spouse uh, and kids need to create a GoFundMe campaign, you screwed up. You know, I mean, you were healthy, able-bodied. Why didn't you have a plan? Why didn't you have the insurance in place to fund the plan? If it was just pure laziness, well, nothing says you're an asshole like a GoFundMe campaign for a healthy, able-bodied individual who could have, you know, for 32 bucks a month, had $2 million worth of coverage in place. Um, I mean, at 46 years old, I bought a $3 million term policy for 100 bucks a month. At 46 years old, right? I mean, you're in your 20s or your 30s, there's no excuse not to have a stack of it. And, uh, and as I say, uh, or as I mentioned to you, Scott, I got a phone call from a concerned individual that wanted to set up a GoFundMe campaign in Jake's name. And, and I said, I think Jake would come back from the dead and throttle you if you did that. He was organized. Everything is taken care of. You know, like that would just look and they were like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And I'm like, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that, that's where we're really excited about this partnership. Like we've, we've got a few mortgage, we've got a number of mortgage professionals who are buying wills every single client they've, or for every single client that they're working with or a subsegment of them. They've replaced the bottle of wine or the knives that they give they were giving at closing previously and are now working with Willful on helping their clients get protected in the long term rather than over dinner. Yeah. Well, and a bottle of wine is is, is over and done with in no time and long forgotten. And uh, and not to mention, it might be corked and uh, be her bottle of vinegar that you've given somebody. So you never know. Uh, whereas a, a will, it just, again, speaks to our professional commitment to our clients to be the debt managers. Uh, you know, they, they may have an asset manager, but they don't have a debt manager. And the debts can be pretty well just as important uh, than the assets, more important, because what if the debts cancel out the assets? So how do you yep. manage that debt properly? And, and this is a key part of that conversation. So again, Scott, I really want to thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll be chatting again. And uh, We'll Absolutely. Do you mind if I answer one of the questions in the oh, chat? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, there's just a question from Angela just asking about the cost per will for clients. And I thought I would just quickly answer that. Uh, for, for folks within the DLCG uh, ecosystem, all three of those brands, they get access up to wholesale discounts up to 35% off the willful product uh, when you're buying it for your clients. So if you're buying in wholesale, uh, 10 plus plans, you get that access and you can then offer it out to your clients at, uh, as a gift. So. What is the retail price? Uh, so the will and power of attorney is $149. So it works out to under $100 per client. It's a pretty inexpensive closing uh, closing gift type yeah. uh, option. I mean, And include, uh, includes unlimited updates as well. Uh, so there's a great opportunity for it to last long term. And at the end of the day that you can, it's, it allows you to reach out to your clients every single year, remind them to review their will and another touch point that you get uh, in your life or in your, in your business life to, with your clients. So. Now this, this, uh, the, we'll, we'll put a little more together on this topic as well and get it out to the network over the year. There's going to be various touch points along the way, because this, this is something that, uh, we should absolutely be leveraging. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank awesome. you so much. And, uh, see you guys next Tuesday. Cheers. Awesome. Have a good one. Take care, everyone. Thanks.